So friends, 2024 is going to be the year of sales. This is when all of us, whether you're a service provider, a business owner, regardless of your industry, sales are going to be the focus and your sales software should not hold you back. If you're with me on the focus on sales this year, then I want you to look at HubSpot's Sales Hub. This is going to be your CRM that's going to equip you to do your very best work, just like you're sitting in the pilot seat with easy to use and powerful controls. That's the entire magic of HubSpot Sales Hub. This new sales hub is designed to help you win quarter over quarter. It's got an intuitive prospecting workspace and AI-powered tools that are going to reduce your workload. Managing leads is a lot less like manual labor, and we are all about optimization. That's what you're going to get with HubSpot. If you're with me to close more deals in 2024, then let's get on track. Let's get a head start in Q1. Learn about HubSpot Sales Hub at hubspot.com slash sales. This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey friends, welcome back. It is 2024. This is the second episode of the year. We are recording episode 234 today. We, the proverbial we, which is really me, Natalie Gingrich. I am the host and the founder here at the Ops Authority. And I'm so grateful that you are choosing to start your year off by listening to this podcast, which we promised to bring you relevant topics and big time thought movers for people who are high level operators inside of companies, whether you are a business builder and creating your own business or you are working inside of another business, this is the podcast for you. So thank you so much for being here. And I really, really hope and pray that you have a fulfilling, prosperous year. And I'm, again, thankful that you are choosing to be a part of our community. Alrighty, and you can count on us to not just end that education and training and wisdom that we're sharing here on the podcast. I also invite you to join us in an upcoming training that we have here in just a couple of weeks. You'll want to go ahead and sign up today at implementationescapeplan.com. Yes, implementationescapeplan.com. We are going to be talking about some real tactical ways to help you get out of the day-to-day task and start leveraging your higher level skills because we know you have them. And like myself, I too have been in the trenches where I limited myself and that's gonna lead us perfectly into the topic that we are discussing today, which is how to walk away from current work as a part of your up level. So how many times have you settled for an unideal client? Show of hands. Okay, maybe it's not real hands here, but How many times have you said the money's just not even worth it anymore? Another show of hands. And how many times have you said yes to a client before really getting to know them only to find out in due time that it was just not a good fit? 
If there was even one yes to any of that, then I want you to listen really closely to this episode today. Everyone in our community, that includes you too, is looking to better themselves and to shine brighter and to do work that actually matters. This community is full of, yes, we're service providers, but we are servant-hearted. We want to do the work that actually helps to change, to improve, and still serves our greatest gifts at the same time. This is exactly what continuous growth and improvement looks like. We are natural learners. We're motivated to learn internally. It's just who we are. And then, of course, the next step of that is to apply those new learnings. And the learnings are going to come from both content and also just different philosophies that we're able to gather from the people around us. This whole cycle puts us into a positive cycle of up-leveling, which means it is perpetuous. It never ends. If this term of up-leveling is new to you, I just want to take a second to define it. This is how I would describe it. It's the idea of elevating your skills, your mindset, and overall well-being, which often involves making positive changes in various aspects of your life, including your career. So that's what we're going to be talking about here when I'm talking about up-leveling. But I want to make sure that you know that you can up-level your career just like you can up-level all of the other areas of your life, too. And if you look in reverse, you can probably see that you have done that. That's just part of who we are as operators. And, you know, I, I'm pretty proud that we are on that growth cycle, which makes our community extremely powerful. So, alrighty. As DOOs join our program, they are coming to us with the last version of themselves. They're working with ideal clients and companies that fit them in the past. Most of the time, they're still in those same relationships. And as they progress through our content and they gain new skills, sometimes they realize that they're actually settling in the work that they were doing or with the clients that they have. Actually, the biggest thing that we see is their confidence. That's what soars the most. And it also helps them to see their contribution and their expertise. This is one of the greatest benefits to committing to a program such as this because it's going to up-level just like I've described. Many of our DOO students realize that they need to elevate themselves. And in doing so, they become really clear that they need to walk away from existing work and relationships to be able to achieve that goal. And today in this episode, I wanted to share why that happens and what to do if you find yourself in that same situation. I am confident because I've worked with thousands of women in my corporate career, as well as here at the Ops Authority, who find themselves in this situation. So I wanted to just have the conversation and the honest talk today about what to do when you find yourself ready to move on from your clients. It's totally normal, and you don't have to feel bad about it. We're going to talk about all of that today. So two main reasons that this happens. Number one, you've got a disconnect in your value system. And secondly, you are leaning on a past version of yourself. Now, I will decode all of that so it makes really clear sense. And I'll be explaining that and what you can do to walk away from that current work so that you can be your best present self and even your best future self. I'm a big believer that we are all on the journey to become our next best self. In fact, I say that all the time. When my two feet hit the floor every single morning, I think about how I can serve other people and what I can do today to be in pursuit of my next best self. And so it's very much ingrained in what we have built here at the Ops Authority. 
All right, let's dive into that first thing, disconnect in your value system. The reason that this is one of the main reasons why you are wanting to, or at least considering walking away from your current work, is that you probably never discussed values before you took on the client, or the values of either you or the client have shifted over time. This is just the practice of understanding your values and your prospect or even your current client's values is essential. It's essential because you want a trusted partnership between you and the client. And as I put this together, I was remembering one of my former clients. It was actually one of my very first clients. I adored this client. We had a very friendly relationship. It was very easy to do work there. And over time, I started to feel some resistance and I didn't really understand what the resistance was about because I really liked the client. I liked spending time with her. We had good conversations. I was beneficial. And then after some introspection, it was really clear to me that it struck me like lightning, but it was really clear that she was after fame. And that was the thing that was really rubbing me and I couldn't figure it out. And then out of that feeling and introspection, I realized that I was more motivated by impact. I really don't care about fame. I wanted to make sure that that service-oriented part of myself was able to have a ripple effect. And there was a big-time resistance whenever I was trying to use the value system that I have inside of a company that was motivated by fame. So that was a big, big, huge moment for me. And once I noted it, I knew that I had to make a plan to transition that work. And I want to say that I ended that relationship in a very professional way. And it was not because I loathed the work that I was doing. It just wasn't the right fit. The company was going in a direction that I knew I couldn't really ethically support. And it wasn't that they were unethical, right? There's no problem with people who want to be famous. There's no problem with businesses who want to expand and go through a growth transition off of the premise of fame. It just wasn't where I was going to do my best, most aligned work. So I wanted to share that with you all. Maybe that resonates with you too. But this disconnect can happen in so many different ways. I often see disconnects when you agree to do work or to take on this client while you're in a desperate place. So either you need clients or you need money. So you say yes really quick to check both of those boxes. And when you're in that mindset, most operators like you are going to skip the validation of the business or the client's values because they're looking to close a sale and to gain a client. Guys, I've been there. It's very, very normal. And you see this most often at the beginning of businesses before you have built up a clientele or a reputation and you need a client. So you say yes. And when you do this, it does not take long to be completely exhausted, overwhelmed, or frustrated when you find yourself in that scenario. So from this place, you're likely going to realize that it's going to be time to walk away from that current client. And when you do that, you're going to open up space for the ones that are going to be a much better fit for you. So now that's a little bit of the why having a disconnect in your value system leads you to this thought of looking for new work or walking away from that existing work. But I want to tell you a few action steps because we're all about action here. And so get out that pencil and paper, or maybe it's your your iPhone to take some notes on your notes app. But here's what I would do if you find yourself in that same exact situation where the clients that you're working with really don't fit your value system. 
What you need to do first, you need to get clear on your goals and revisit your mission, vision, values, and boundaries. So the first thing is get clear on your mission. So this is the who and the how you are serving people. Why do you serve them? Document this. Take some time to write it down. The next thing is your vision. This is what success looks like. If everything went right, then what would you have at the end of it? What is your vision for your business and yourself? Next thing, values. This is what drives your work and your life. These are extremely important and that's what I was sharing here. If you know those, you are going to, it's almost like a filter. You're going to be able to look at the work that you're doing in a completely different way. Is this aligned or is this not aligned? This is the root of what we are talking about today. When you feel like you've outgrown a client, if you feel like there is resistance in a client relationship, I would bet a lot of money that there's some disconnect in your value system and theirs. I love that the HubSpot Podcast Network has brought more and more shows to my attention. One of those that I want to share with you today is the Truth, Lies, and Workplace Culture, which is also hosted by the HubSpot Podcast Network. This is a husband and wife team, Al and Leanne Elliott, and they are genius with bringing both theory and practice to help business owners simplify consumer psychology. So yes, there's some science here, but there's a lot of practical information that our high-level operators just like you are really going to enjoy. One episode that I just dove into and listened to, I actually took notes on this, was the human-centric approach to business growth. That's an episode back from August, and it was really, really good. It's all about designing businesses around people rather than the work. As ops leaders leading teams and people, we know how important it is for work to be meaningful and rewarding, and I loved their thoughts on a human-centric approach. So, If you like this kind of content like I do, then you should listen to Truth, Lies, and Workplace Culture wherever you get your podcast. And then something new, the other thing that I want you to consider are your boundaries. There's a lot of talk out there about mission, vision, and values, and I talk about them all the time too. In fact, I've got several episodes around mission, vision, and values work. But here's one other thing that you, I want you to think about, and that is your boundaries. These are your limits. What are you willing to be able to tolerate? What are your limits for doing the work that you do? Now, this is really important and it goes hand in hand with values, which is why I'm bringing it up here. So mission, vision, values, and boundaries. I want you to get clear, document this, and it is important to document it. It's not something that I want you to just, you know, noodle around and kind of keep in your head. I want you to actually put pen to paper. And when you're doing this work, I want you to be free, be in a place that you can dream. Also know that it's impossible to sit down and give yourself, you know, block off time from one to three in the afternoon and get all of this work done during that time frame. A lot of times, this is something that I just put at the forefront of my brain. And during downtime, I'm calling on these questions, who and how I work and why I serve this community and what success looks like, what's driving me. I put that at the forefront of my mind and I am just taking a bunch of notes. I'm not trying to write complete sentences. This is just for me. And I think that that is really good advice for you too. It's very difficult to do this in a timed capacity. And I just have never found that to be fruitful. 
But one of the things I need you to know here is you do not want to hold yourself to the old version of you. I want you to dream and also be realistic at the same time. So when we're thinking about, you know, our future self, we don't have to think 10 years down the road. Think about if everything worked out well right now, what would success look like in 12 months? We don't have to look super, super far. So now that you've got all of this documented, a couple of things I want you to do. I want you to take that, look at it, review it, and then assess what is the gap between how and who you're serving today and what this next best version of yourself, which you've documented in the mission, vision, values, and boundaries, what that next version looks like. So what's the gap between those two? Look and see with your current client and even the people that you're attracting right now. Are you serving people that look like and reflect the mission, vision, values, and boundaries that you have documented? If you've got four clients, I would probably do this because I'm a very sequential thinker, but I would say, okay, I've got client A, B, C, and D. In what order are they most fit for this version of myself? And it's okay if there are people that are outliers. This is what we're doing. The reason that we're doing this exercise is to figure out if we're going to transition them in the future. And you don't have to do it abruptly. We're going to talk about that today. But who do you need to be thinking about transitioning? And at the very least, I think this is a really good time when you've updated this to address this and have an open, honest conversation with your clients. So this is reason number one, disconnect in your value system between you and the client. If you find yourself in this position, that transition word that I mentioned is exactly why we're talking about this today. It is normal. It is natural to elevate out of existing client relationships. And I wanted you to know why. And I also wanted you to know and to give you some action steps if you are considering doing this so that you can be really clear that clarity will lead to confidence and that confidence will lead to action. So the second reason, I told you there was two, and we're going to dive into the second reason now. The second reason I commonly see that lends our students to walk away from work while they are up-leveling is that they're leaning on a past version of themselves. We are made up of many layers of passion, experience, and skill. I want to say that again. We are made up of many layers of passion, experience, and skill. As business owners, we do our best to create offers and build our careers around those three things. So it makes sense that as we gain more tools and a tool would be like the DOO certification or whatever you're doing to continuously learn and grow, we're gonna find opportunities to do better and to do more aligned work that is more fulfilling today than what our past self would do or tolerate. In this case, it's not about the client or the client relationship as much as it is the skills that we want to put forward. I have seen so many people hold themselves to the wrong level of work. For instance, they will be doing VA work when they really have the skills and expertise to do much more strategic work. And so I'm going to share a transparent and a personal story with you today. When I started out, I agreed to do an employee handbook for a company that had 40 employees. Now you can tell 40 employees, obviously a sizable company and lots and lots and lots of moving parts. It was a ton of work and I was starting from zero, meaning there was nothing documented anywhere. The company had gone through a big, fast growth phase and so there was nothing to start with and there's a lot of employees. There was just a lot of work to do. Now, I won't share about the mistake I made in how I charged this project, but that too 
But this was leveraging a very basic old part of me. I'm a strategist, and this was 100% implementation work. So I said yes to the project out of weakness, and I definitely was leveraging the old or a past version of myself. Do I have the skills to create an employee handbook? Yes, I have done that many times, but I did that very early in my career. But I said yes to this client and this opportunity because I was kind of desperate. I wanted a client. And honestly, when I did the discovery call, I really liked the client. I liked the business, but it was not the best version of my skills and my expertise. Did I get paid for it? Yeah, barely. (laughs) But was it the best work that I could have been doing and spending my time on building a strong portfolio of that reflected the next version of me? No. Actually, as I say that, it's like you think about putting a bullet point on a resume, which are non-existent in my perspective today, but this was not work that I would be proud to tell other people. And I certainly didn't want this company and this leader to share with any of his friends because I never wanted to do another employee handbook again. That's another gauge that you could say, like, would I want to be referred for the thing that I am doing today? And if the answer is no, then here's the action that you need to take if you find yourself in this situation. You need to assess your offers. What are you putting out into the world? What are people paying you for? Are you providing services that highlight your future self or your past self? You're gonna know from the answer to that. You probably already had like a gut reaction when I asked you that question. If you had a negative gut reaction and one that did not excite you, then it's time to make a change. And yes, we have all been there and it is very, very important that you make this change pretty swiftly. But first you need to understand what your offer would be. What offer would you put together that serves that mission, vision, and values that we talked about earlier? What are your skills and experiences at their peak, not from the past? I have an example that I wanted to share with you from, actually two examples that I wanted to share with you from our students. And one of them is a student that up-leveled their offer with their existing clients. So this didn't mean that they were going to be leaving clients. This meant that they brought a new offer to an existing client. And it is so much easier a strong recommendation of mine to do that if the client is still serving your values and y'all have a good values and a good relationship, honestly, but a good values overlap. So here's what she had to say. I finally pitched my client a new retainer that aligns better and she loved it and even gave me a 45% price increase over our current retainer. I was so excited. I finally got out of my head and just went for it and it totally paid off. So this is a great example of not necessarily leaving your client, but assessing the work that you're doing and showing off, showcasing that work, that opportunity to your client, your existing clients. They may not even know that you have this, the skill and ability to be able to do that. But one of our clients was able to do that. And I love that she got a nice raise. She gave herself a raise with that 45% price increase over the current retainer that she was serving. So she's doing her best work better work, aligned work, and she's getting very much financial value out of doing that. And then longtime client, Sarah, she has really built a business off of retainer DOO clients. And she was starting to feel that she wanted to move away from the recurring and the retainer clients. She wanted to try to put together an offer around the consulting space. So still doing operations, but from a consulting capacity. 
And she was able to let go of one of her big clients and make room so that she could serve a new client from a consulting capacity or in a consulting capacity. And guess what? When she did that, she made the hard decision to let a client go. She went out there, she secured a new client and has hit three months of a new revenue goal, repetitive months of a new revenue goal. So the payoff is really big when we take this action step of assessing your offers and really looking to see if they are offers that serve our best self or our last self. When you do this, you could have the results like both of my clients have here. Alrighty, as you're growing in your career, always come back to these two suggestions. We are made to evolve. And when you do, you're gonna create space for the right relationships and even greater opportunities that are going to complete you. To do this, you have to be prepared to walk away from work or transition to a higher level of work with the same clients. When this comes up for you, always take the professional route. I can't close this episode without having this conversation because when I talk about walking away from work, I don't mean just like closing up shop and leaving them high and dry or anything like that. I'm a big proponent of taking the most professional route because it comes back to your reputation. I don't need to tell you that, but taking the high road will always serve you best. Things like having an open, honest conversation, creating a transition plan, giving them time for you to walk away, helping them with the replacement search and documenting your existing work. This is the preferred, this is the classy, this is the professional way to exit a relationship regardless of the circumstances here. It's always best to do this before you're completely frustrated and burned out with your existing client or the role that you're in. If you're looking to up-level so that you can move past settling or tolerating the work that you're doing, I want you to join me for a one-day training. It's just a couple of hours. And that training is called the Implementation Escape Plan. I'm going to be sharing some tips on exactly how to get out of those day-to-day, those mundane tasks and into the higher level roles which are going to give you a more fulfilling career. And like I've mentioned here, also going to give you some more financial recognition for the efforts, the skill, the the passion, and the experience that you've collected today. You're already a high-level operator. I just wanna make sure that we are always scratching the itch, if you will, (laughs) to become our next best self. And I'm confident that this training is going to help you with that. You can sign up today at the Implementation Escape Plan. Friends, thank you so much for joining me. I, again, as we're wrapping up, I wish you a really, really fabulous 2024. I'm planning on making the best out of this year and stretching myself, our team, being a better leader and ultimately coming here and having deep, real conversations that are gonna help us in our career as operators. Thank you guys for hanging out today and we'll be back next week. Don't forget to head over to implementationescapeplan.com to join us in our upcoming training. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.